Here with Justice and Seth, we we're back after taking well, it's been over a month here. We, uh, you know, with our last our last episode was the March Madness tournament special. Uh, it's hard to believe it's been it's been that long. You know, with life going on and new jobs and ending, you know, the school year for you over there, it's been a little bit of a challenge. Uh, half the time it would be you forgetting a microphone or yep. or me, um, you know say we're gonna record but then going out and you know having a beer or something yep so um that's all right because now we're we're in the clear so since march march 19th we're back i'm sure the fans were just you know the listeners are just on the edges edges of their seats uh waiting for another episode to come out Uh, my phone was blown up email yeah so uh i said all right well we'll do an episode you know i didn't know it was that that important to you but been way too long huh yeah, oh, yeah, there's so, so much. So what's been going on over there then? We're back in the creek. Summer. Yeah. Just like summer 2020, just like we started. Um, yeah. Like you say. Back when we, when we started it. It's, yeah. been, it's been about a year, hasn't yeah. it, since we first started the Yeah, We're, we're yeah, talking. The podcast. Talking, so. like you say, new jobs and new opportunities and new school years and new lives. So a lot's changed over the last year and we're going to keep keep changing, right? Is our subscription almost out? For, no, for paying for the we still oh, so got a good. couple months. Okay, so we're good there. We're good. So we're not going anywhere yet. So not yet. All right. So we wanted to, of course, the last time we we talked, it was before the tournament. So we want to shout out the the Baylor Bears for for winning the the NCAA tournament and obviously a challenging season for all those college basketball players. They really took it to Gonzaga um, after the Bulldogs were challenged by by UCLA and Suggs hit the half court shot and, and Baylor really, uh, you know, start to finish, just put it to him. Butler was so good in the tournament, Mitchell, um, their length, you know, they had in the front court. So, uh, big credit to them. And there's obviously multiple things that have happened between now and, and the last time we recorded, but that was a, you know, that was a big story, um, with that. So main thing we wanted to touch on today was the NFL draft and, and a little bit of the NBA, but, but, um, so justice, if you, do you want to get started the NFL draft? Or you have something to say? Before uh, that? The only thing I was going to say is uh, referring to Gonzaga, how they, uh, they did land the number one uh, prospect in high school again for next year, I believe. Right. Is it class of 2021 or 2022? Yeah. Holmgren. Yeah. So he, he might be a 2022. I think guy. he's a 2022. So landed him. Um, I think for Gonzaga going forward for them to be a powerhouse, I think, they can, but I think their biggest issue is their weak schedule. Um, like they never were down basically all year. And then when they got down against Baylor, it, it kind of showed that they weren't used to being down and they didn't know how to handle it. So it would be a lot better for them if, I mean, it's not that easy to just say, oh, let's change conferences. But I think getting more competition is huge because even in the tournament, they didn't have the toughest road to get to the final four. So it is what it is. But uh, yeah, got to give credit to Baylor. They were just a great team and they're fun to watch yeah Holmgren's a 2021 he's a 2021 guy. is he 2021 okay mm-hmm. so, so yeah be there. getting Suggs be and there then year. him the mm-hmm. next year that is pretty impressive for a small yeah. school not small school smaller school like that uh but yeah go, looking in the draft 
can you believe it's a week away? It seems like last year this happened too, where all of a sudden you look and you're like, oh, shoot, the draft's this week. Well, the the thing I was most excited about is the last over the last couple of days, there was news circulating. Of course, we were all on the edge of our seats wondering, will Roger Goodell be able to shake the, the guy's hands? You know, they're going to do the hug. They're going to do the, the elbow bump. Are they going to do the fist bump, you know, with the COVID, um, you know, when they come up on stage there. And, and, and they, they got all the health experts together saying that they were, he was allowed to hug the guys and shake their hands. And, you know, because that's such a long interaction usually um, with the, you know, as we know about COVID, you obviously need 15 minutes. Usually those, those interactions last that long. So, um, but yeah, that was just something that was funny that I found that they said that he was allowed to shake people's hands. It's like, give me a break, you know, are you kidding me? Um, but they're having fans there in Cleveland too, for the draft. So I think 50,000 they're gonna, they're doing, so it'll be normal. You know, it won't be Roger Goodell half falling asleep. Oh my gosh. That that was so bad. Or or in his chair in the basement. Um, it's going to be, no, it's going to be an actual live experience. I know we talked about this, or at least I did on a previous episode, like when he would turn around to the virtual screens and like, start like waving his hands up, like, Come on, guys. Like, dude, you've done that 15 times. Quit. Yeah. It's yeah, cringy. It's terrible. Cringe. The oh. whole thing was cringe last year. So it'd be nice to to get back to that sense of normalcy and, you know, guys actually coming up on stage and holding the jersey up and, and getting that whole, that full experience, um, which would be nice to see. But not that they did a bad job of it last year, but Goodell was just a little awkward with uh, that whole virtual experience. Yeah, so. he really was. Yeah. So, so what do you think? I mean, obviously we know, and we can kind of run through, we kind of want to especially talk about the top 10 and then, and then maybe some guys outside the top 10 that, uh, that might intrigue us, but. Right. So um, I, I think everyone can lock in Trevor Lawrence, number one to Jacksonville. And yeah. from reports, it sounds like Zach Wilson's basically a lock it too after the Jets trade Sam Darnold to the Carolina Panthers so and it sounds like everyone's saying they like Zach Wilson on whether you agree with that or not it sounds like he's the consensus number two pick at this point and the draft really starts at number three yeah yeah the the number three is you know even at the quarterback spot is uh early on I feel like people weren't sure whether it would be well early on it was like okay is it Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence and then as it seemed like it got later into last college football season. I don't know if it had to do with um, with Fields struggling in a couple of games there with you know Northwestern and and he played a really good semifinal game. But and then just you know looking into some of his intangibles and um, maybe just nitpicking some of his uh, you know his skill sets and and all that that the that the scouts do. So so he's seemed to drop a little bit. Well, yeah. Mac Mac Jones and and. Trey Lance seemed to be the guys that that could go, uh, you know, the third quarterback off the board. Well, what what seemed to happen is, yeah, like you said, it was Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields one, and then it was Zach Wilson or Justin Fields two, right? And then then it was Trey Lance or Justin Fields three, and now all of a sudden, Mac Jones, the the 49ers trade up to number three, which is another thing we never got to talk about, but they trade up to number three to obviously take a quarterback. I mean, they have someone they like. And again, all if if you had no insider information, you're thinking, oh, it's either it's either Trey Lance or Justin Fields. But out of nowhere, Mac Jones. 
like what that, that didn't make yeah. any sense it, you didn't seem to need to trade up that high to get him it's like the Trubisky no, it, thing yeah it seems like you could have gotten Mac Jones and I don't know you know if another team would have I, I couldn't imagine um, obviously the Falcons aren't going to take a quarterback with Ryan there the the Bengals aren't doing it Miami said on on uh, Tua and then you know maybe Maybe down Detroit, we'll see what they do. But it seems like they could have uh, possibly stayed, you know, stayed pat and maybe he would have fallen. But I don't know. It seems like people are going back and forth between Lance Fields and and Jones. But trading up to to be like, okay, I really want, you know, we really want Mac Jones. He's our guy. Like, that seems a little odd to me, uh, considering when you trade up like that, you you figure you there's a there's a not miss prospect, right, that that you might go for and or super high ceiling yeah right and 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 when a team trades up to three usually it's it's one of those things where like say it's no doubt about it who they're gonna pick but it's uh it's between those three really between lance fields and jones and i don't know if anyone knows what they're gonna do i'm looking at the nfl.com mock and they they have mac jones um being picked there but Everyone, everyone has Mac Jones there. I mean, it's just what they hear. And I mean, they know more than us. Like it doesn't make sense, but that's what they're saying. And I I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be, that'll be a thing to see. Um, And then you have, then you have the Falcons sitting there at four where you talk about all these quarterbacks, but the most talented the most talented guy in, in the field, um, maybe other than Trevor Lawrence, uh, just in terms of potential ceiling and, and just pure athleticism is Kyle Pitts. And if he falls to the Falcons at four, I, I can't see how they're going to, they're going to pass him up unless they go for some offensive line help. But, but uh, you, you put that offense together and the Falcons should be, uh, you know, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. Um, that That's a tough deal. So, yeah, I think, it's too hard to draft a quarterback here when you have Matt Ryan under contract for two more years and he's, he's too expensive to just draft a quarterback and say, all right, yep, we're done with Matt Ryan. I mean, and Matt Ryan's a good quarterback. He, he can win you games. He got them to a Super Bowl with Kyle Shanahan when he was there. So it's like, yeah, I think the best thing for the Falcons here would be to trade down because you don't really see tight ends going in the top five and is Kyle Pitts really that generational tight end talent. I don't know. He could be, but I think it would make sense for a team like, I don't know, like Denver, who's been saying that they want to draft a quarterback for them to try to move up to four and see if they can move back and get some more picks. But we'll, we'll see how that one plays out. And if they do take this pick, I agree that Kyle Pitts would, would have to be the pick if he's still there. Yeah. It's, it's kind of hard to judge the Falcons on, you know, the last few years they've been so, they've been, they've been very underwhelming as a franchise and, and it's kind of like what, um, you know, the position and of course, Patricia and, and Quinn totally blew it up in in Detroit, but you know, the lions finally decided to go full rebuild with the thing. And after just, you know, being so mediocre, obviously Atlanta got that super bowl and they haven't been able to do to do much since then. So, um, but their offenses, I mean, they, they're capable of scoring points and especially when you have those type of, type of weapons and uh, playmaking ability in a, in a seasoned veteran quarterback. So I don't know, it'll be interesting to see uh, what they're able to do um, with that pick. And then, so, I, I mean, it, yeah, if they trading back would make sense for them uh, just, just to, you know, that draft capital and they have um, 
you know, they have some pieces in place to be able to at least compete, but they're kind of in a weird spot as an organization. They're not, they're not really anywhere to compete, but they, you know, they could, they could go around 500, but that's, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what their ceiling is other than that. Um, then you have the Bengals there at five with, it seems pretty obvious to, if that, if the tackle from Oregon, that Sewell is there, uh, that, that he, that they would pick him to, to provide protection for, for Joe Burrow and especially a guy who's coming off a pretty severe injury last year and he's a franchise quarterback. Yeah. Am I, I wrong on that one? It's I I've seen other mocks with Jamar chase here. I think yeah. it's between Jamar chase and Sewell and I'm really high on Sewell and I, I hope that he falls to the lions, honestly at seven, but yeah. I, for me personally, in my humble opinion, I think that Cincinnati should definitely go there. Uh, you, you can never go wrong with a good left tackle, you know? Yeah, Check yeah. That backside. I could um. Obviously, Jamar Chase would would make a lot of sense. I don't know if there's anyone, you know, on the defensive side of the ball that's that has a high enough ceiling to be able to draft there for no. for Cincinnati. But um, but yeah, they're they're definitely going off and something to help Burrow. Obviously, Chase or Sewell would would be a big asset to him. Uh, but when you're talking about, you know, you have to get that offensive line right first uh and then receivers you, they can address that need uh you know maybe later in the draft second third fourth rounds so it's something that they'll they'll probably do I, th- I think they'll go tackle i think they'll go sewell and then and then try to to fill some holes you know giving burrow some some weapons later on because we know we've seen in these drafts before you can get some really good value you know later on with the receivers so yep. you don't necessarily have to get one in the first round that's very true so and then you got the Dolphins. What do you think they'll do? I think again, this is another one where they're they're gonna see they're gonna test two out again this year, and you have to get them weapons. So, like I just said with Atlanta, it would make sense for it if there's a team like you know the Patriots are saying that they might want to draft a quarterback, and the Broncos if if they could trade back and you know grab a few more picks, that'd be great. But just assuming that there's no trades. You got to get him a weapon, and assuming Jamar Chase is still on the board, that would that would be the pick for me. You got to get two a help. You got to get him weapons, of course, to have Devontae Parker and Will Fuller. But and of course, another thing, if somehow Kyle Pitts falls here, that would be like a perfect pick for the Dolphins. Yeah, that'd be something. That'd be something if he fell there, and and that'd be an easy an easy pick. But what what do you th- what do you make of the whole? I mean, Jamar Chase is obviously emerged as the clear leader it seems like with the with the wide receivers but like Devonte smith he was he's, he's falling at, in value yeah, he's falling um he didn't i heard he didn't measure like he didn't measure himself or like like his uh yeah, he didn't weigh like in or whatever. Yeah. right didn't weigh in and do all those things he what they list him at six one I, so yeah i saw that, i right? swear i saw six foot it might it be six foot it didn't even look that half. bad no he doesn't he doesn't look that small. You know what I mean? Just, he looks thin. I, I would figure he's like a, on TV when he's playing, I don't know if it's just the way he, he moves and plays, but he, you'd figure he's six, two, six, three. Um, of course his body type, I mean, he doesn't weigh, you know, much more than you or I uh, out there, which is, I think is the concern with the, with the uh, analysts and the, and the scouts, you know? Right. So it's but- tough. It's hard because you never see a wide receiver win the Heisman. And I know the college game and the professional game is a lot different, but that just shows how talented he is. 
And the fact that, I mean, people have been saying, is he going to go in the top 20? Like I've seen people like, how you got to take your shot on him again. Jamar chase um, seems to be the number one wide receiver off in most mocks. And then it's between Jalen Waddle, who was his teammate, obviously, and Devontae Smith. Yeah, of course, he had Waddle to that that serious, you know, foot injury uh, that he's coming off of, and and he did play a little bit in the in the in the semifinal in the championship game, but he's obviously hampered. But hopefully, he's all the way back from that. I don't know if that'll affect his draft stack or anything, but he's he's mocked in the first round and uh, you know top fifteen, top twenty, and everything I've seen. So so he should be good there. So seven, you have. The, the Detroit Lions, which is Brad Holmes has been on record pretty much saying saying a lot while saying nothing at the same time. You know, one of those things to where you don't know what they're going to do. He's talked about trading it. He's talked about he's talked about being open for a quarterback. He's talked about, you know, filling other needs, which is just about every position on the team as it is. So, <laughs> um, oh, so there's man. there's so many things that that the lions could address address here, but um, yeah, but I, it's hard to know what they're going to do because obviously you have Jared Goff, you know, you traded for him, but it, it's, it's kind of a nasty contract that, that you have with him. Um, but if you really like Justin Fields and he's there or you know, Trey do you take Lance. him and yeah, or Trey Lance and do you take him and develop him and do something there? Or, you know, do you just go, uh, you know, somewhere with the linebacker, like My, Micah Parsons is there. Uh, you have or wide receiver. Sertain. Yeah, you have Sertain, a cornerback. You, yeah, you have you can go receiver. You can go Devonte Smith if if Jamar Chase is somehow still there. Um, I was I think that would be a pretty maybe a pretty obvious one uh, to to go with if you're talking about offensive or weapons. If if so. you want if you want a corner, Patrick Sertain and uh, J C Horn are both supposed to be really good as well. I mean, there's yep. so many options. I feel like this spot is where things could get really confusing, but Again, are they going to trade the pick? I mean, you've got if if Trey Lance and Justin Fields are still here and people haven't traded up yet. Again, the Broncos and the Patriots have been said that they want to get a quarterback. Yeah. Will they? Will they try to trade up right here? And the Lions could get a, you know a couple couple good picks out of it. And you know, yeah. like we said, they have a lot of needs, so they might be able to address more of their needs in the draft if they do that. Or right here, I see you know Denver trading up to to get Fields, and then and then the Lions picking at nine and and getting Micah Parsons from from Penn State. Um, but you could you know yeah, and, and the Patriots have like say they've talked about it too. So the Patriots, I've heard that you could have Jim, Jimmy Garoppolo and ending up in New England uh, when it's all said and done. You know they could they could work a work a trade to to get him back because they. Yeah, they they need a quarterback. They're looking for a quarterback, and I don't I don't think they they think Cam Newton's the answer. I know they 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 resigned him, but but I think they're looking to do something there. And it, from what I've heard, you know, over the radio and things like that, is that Jimmy Garoppolo could end up wearing a New England Patriots uniform again after you know after they traded him and several years ago. So I I don't know if that'll happen. I do think Cam will start, and I think it makes sense for them if they could get like a Trey Lance because Trey Lance of the four quarterbacks that we've said are five or whatever it is. They, uh, he's kind of the one that I feel like needs the most time to develop and he could sit, he could sit behind cam for a year. Right. And he can learn the system. 
Um, he, I feel like he would need to sit more than Justin Fields. Justin Fields has played a lot better competition, a lot more games. Trey Lance has only played one season in an FCF school. So it, it'll be interesting. There's, there's so much, you know, news and talk and people say this, that, and the other thing. It's, it's really hard to figure out what is, what is actually going to happen, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be, that'll be an interesting deal. Uh, then you have the Panthers at eight and there's been a lot of talk about what they're going to do, do as well in, in terms of, you know, maybe trading it or, or, um, you know, do they go quarterback, even though they got Darnold that they really like one of those, one of those guys. I mean, they were, they were really aggressive in the off season or tried to be, you know, they tried to, they were very much in on the Matthew Stafford sweepstakes and just couldn't get the, get the deal done. Um, but they were right there into it and, and they're looking to, you know, with a young coach, um, you know, trying to, trying to piece together some weapons on offense to be able to, you know, be efficient um, in that, in that regard. And, and Matt rules trying to, to put his mark and put a stamp on the organization. So what do you think the Carolina will do there? I think personally between, of course, we don't know again, because we're, we're this deep, different things could have happened up to this point than what we said we think to happen. I would, if somehow Panay Sewell's there, I would take him. If not, I would take Rashawn Slater, the uh, offensive lineman out of Northwestern. I think you got to get Sam Darnold some protection. They already have a good amount of weapons with Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, and Christian McCaffrey. You get Sam Darnold some protection as well. I think you have something special going on here. They addressed defense in the draft last year. So I think if they could feel that offensive line help a little bit, I think that would be that'd be really ideal. Yeah. They could go um could go quitty pay if you want another if you want an edge rusher guy out of Michigan. They could. He's he's mocked, you know, right there in the top ten fifteen at the Giants taking him. I have here at eleven. Yeah. But um yeah, it'll be I mean, if they even stay there, but you know, like say a lot of these teams could either trade the pick and they could end up totally somewhere different than uh than what you expect. So so yeah. And then at nine, you have – we talked a little bit about Denver. Um, I don't know if there's much more to say about about yeah, them. You said that, that they're going to take a quarterback is from everything I've heard. Right, yeah. So so it, I would be surprised if they didn't try to trade up unless they're somehow banking on, you know, for sure that either Lance or Fields are going to be there. Maybe it does work out that way, but do they want to take that chance? Um, I don't know if they do. So, so yeah, you could – you could have them and Denver, they're going to be a fun offense to watch when they, when they do. And I know you were a Drew Locke, you know, apologist almost. No, for... wait, 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 wait. Timeout, <laughs> wait, timeout, what? timeout, timeout. When he wait, got drafted, I said, I'm not big on Drew Locke. Then, oh, okay. then, no, then this is what you're talking about. After, after he played a couple games his rookie year, I said, man, I think Drew Locke's going to be really good. Mm-hmm. So that's when I was like, yeah, I, I like Drew Locke. I drafted him in the fantasy draft last year. because so I was like, man, this, I think he has potential. So then he busted. But so what's gonna oh, okay, maybe he hasn't busted yet. We'll, we'll give him a couple games this year. And I don't know. I don't know. What do you think is going to happen with him if they draft a quarterback? I mean, he's just going to be a backup, I guess. I, I think that yeah, they'll, they'll give Drew Locke a few games. And if he doesn't pan out, he's he's gone. Maybe, yeah, a little bit of pressure there, but maybe he'll step up with the competition. The pressure, yeah, with the competition. Who knows? Um, 
I don't, I've never been big on too that the competition is bad for the quarterbacks. You know, I, I think that a lot of the time it brings out the best in in them. I, you know, some people say, oh, you know, it's bad for the locker room, blah blah blah. It's like, well, it it might not be great, but it's you know, it it forces you to play at your best. You know, when you right. know you have someone uh, chopping at the bit to to get in behind you if you're if you mess up and some guys either rise to that pressure some guys right i was gonna say different different people um kind of react to that differently like aaron Rodgers rises you know better than anyone in the league to that not that jordan love was nipping at his heels to get in the game but you know they draft a quarterback and he's like okay what the heck's going on here um and then he goes out and has a career year you know last year so um so yeah that'll be that'll, that'll be fun to see no doubt i would say uh, to end the every pick i said that'll be interesting to see it's like i have no transition whatsoever <laughs> that's all yeah, right I, though. I guess i haven't, <laughs> I haven't i guess now that you say that i picked up on it <laughs> that's funny though that's all right good thing you're the editor um so <laughs> so 10 10 you have the dallas cowboys which is i don't know they they were they were quite the mess they've been quite the mess obviously for for several years, but they, it really seems like they need, I mean, they need some defensive help and, and in terms of defending the pass. And uh, I see certain from, from Alabama, if he's there, him or JC Horn, one of those corners. Yep. yep. Horn from South Carolina. So, so that would seem oh. to, oh. that would seem to make sense. Did you sneeze over there? Yeah. COVID. I could see it coming. You yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually it was, you were going to do it. So that's all right. But yeah, I mean, do you see the Cowboys going anywhere else? I mean, no, it's defense. Yeah, I would, I would imagine. I would have to imagine. And I, I, I North, think... How about Northwestern having a couple guys here? Um, you know, that Newsome, he's a corner as well uh, from Northwestern. He's he's mocked there in the top twenty from what I from what I see. So that's that's interesting to uh, you know to have a couple of Northwestern guys to uh, be there. The Big Ten really is uh, pretty well represented here, or should be. In, right. in the first round so they've been the sec yeah the sec always but but yeah naji harris naji harris will be interesting to see Ooh. where he goes um yeah you know later on he, he could be the the one running back taken in the first round you know do you, so yeah do you so on that do you do you think that he'll go in the first because i i think he'll fall early second personally yeah i mean i i see the you know the jets um I see him on here to, at 23, but how about I don't, uh, I don't know if they'll go that route. So I, I, I do think he'll fall to the early three. Second. Yeah. Holy cow. No, I don't know about that. Yeah. Me either. That, that's what I was, I, I was wondering. I, I, what about, uh, I see, what about the dolphins in the early second? Yeah. I, I would like that. Oh, to the, you, you're talking about Najee. Yeah. Yeah. To the dolphins. Yeah, that'd be, especially since they, you know, no, no Kenyon Drake there anymore, and um, it would be good for them to have a, a running back who who's a little more, you know, it, it's it's funny with the running backs because you don't want to take them too early, but you also you also can't not have a good running back, and it's it's hard to win. So, but you you know they're kind of expendable, so you can you know two three years and then move on. But um, but yeah, if that that would be an interesting place for him to land uh for sure um you know the titans aren't taking a 
You know they're not taking Najee. No, <laughs> no, definitely the, not. If the yeah Green Bay, they're they're not taking any running backs. I'm, I'm just looking at the teams late first round. Jacksonville. I mean, you know, I mean they have um, what's the guy's oh, name? Oh no, he, they, that dude broke out last year. What was yeah his he name? did. Oh mm-hmm. no, it's yeah, gonna bother had, me now. Whatever is whatever his name is, I'll look it up. But yeah, he was he was really good. Yeah, the uh, not Robinson, James Robinson. Yeah, Robinson. It was yeah. James Robinson. Yeah, yeah. he James was good. Robinson. He had a really good year. So, so I don't know. It'll be it'll be fun to see. Is there anyone else that just team wise that you're uh, interested to see what happens? Or you know, obviously you have, um, you know, the defending Super Bowl champion Buccaneers. I mean, they don't have many. They don't have many holes at all, and they're bringing just about everyone. Right. So I don't think not team wise. I mean, position wise in this draft, I'm curious. So we talked we talk about quarterback. You know, quarterback's always one of the main positions. And outside of those mm-hmm. top fives, my question is, when will the sixth quarterback go, and which one will it be? Because you have, you know, you have yeah. Kyle Trask. Um, you also have that. Is it Kellen Mond from uh, Texas A and M? And then yep. you have the guy from Stanford as well, the Davis Mills. He's he's supposed to be pretty good. So those three guys, when will the will that second tier of quarterbacks start going? Will it be late first round? Will it be second round? Will it be third round? You never really know with that because, you know, last year you had Jalen Hurts out of nowhere going in the second round, and he ends up mm-hmm. starting. So I'm curious to see when that next tier of quarterbacks will start to go. Yeah, I don't, I don't think until way later. Um maybe third, fourth, you know, I don't, I don't think in the, in the second round, or I think it's pretty clear who the, the, that kind of first group of quarterbacks, like you're saying. And then, and then at that point, teams are kind of, you know, they're set in terms of what they want, but you know, yeah, you have, you have a guy like Jalen Hurts who last year, obviously he was, I don't think the Eagles really expected how they're going to use him, And, and yeah, he ends up being the starter. So, um, and I, I don't know if Nick Sirianni sold on Jalen Hurts over there. He wouldn't, he wouldn't commit to, uh, like I don't know why, but because it seems pretty clear. But he wouldn't commit to like him being the starter, like you know, in the opening game. I don't, I don't know what's going on there in Philadelphia, but uh, it, it would seem like he would, you would say, yeah, he's, he's starting for us. But who knows? I am interested. What about the Ravens here? They have a, um. They have a couple picks late here in the first round. Yeah, they got two picks. Yeah. Looks like. So, I mean, they. I, I'm seeing Rashad Bateman at uh, 27, for the guy from Minnesota receiver, and then yeah, and some offensive line He help. was good. I forgot yeah. about him. Yeah, he was good. He um he was he opted out initially, and then and then decided he was going to uh to come back and and play, I believe, or either that was the other way around. But yeah. No, he he opted out and then and then and then came back and played um, for the season, but but yeah, they they've got two picks there. That I mean, offensive help obviously is anything to help. Not that Lamar Jackson is you know needs a bunch of help, but he you know get him a receiver. I mean, Brown as your number one receiver. I mean that's that's been. I mean he's a good player, but but that's been tough for him just to be able to. You know, they don't have that really explosive playmaking guy, it seems like, that they need to other than Lamar uh, at certain times in games that they need it. So, yeah, I think the on offense they need a wide receiver. So, 
if they go offense, it's definitely either going to be receiver, maybe an offensive lineman. But mm. yeah, I, it, for some reason, not that I think it's going to happen, but if if Devontae Smith starts falling this far and they might trade up a couple spots for him or something. But yeah, Bayman would be, mm-hmm. I like that pick. I think that at some point in this draft, they need to address that wide receiver position because Marquise Brown is really just kind of a slot guy. I don't know if he's necessarily can be the number one option for this team. Yeah. So number two, maybe, but not number one. I think Kadarius Tony from Florida is another receiver that's ex- expected in the first round here. Yeah. Um, you know, that I see Washington um, picking up. But so that's a guy, if he falls there, he could, you know, if they just stay pat or, yeah, if Smith keeps like, if he drops like 18, 19, 20, then maybe the Ravens are thinking, okay, you know, can we do something here? Move up a couple spots to, to snag him. Who knows? But, um, but yeah. Yeah. So that, that's kind of, that's kind of what we got on, on the first round. And obviously we'll react to this next week when, um, when it actually happens so ne- next thursday uh or this week when it goes out this week thursday so uh so a lot of a lot of things to be excited about a lot of a lot of things to keep an eye on and we can't wait for the for the in person nfl draft roger never, Goodell. never never thought you'd be saying that huh no it didn't seem like you'd be saying it a few months ago but but we're <sighs> we're getting there so it's good. Getting close. So what do you think? NBA talk? Well, well we're, we're talking some, some NBA. About 10 minutes of NBA talk here. Yep. And yep. how about um, – actually, I'm not even going to say it. I'm how about the what? It. You know the thing. What, LeBron's tweet? Oh, no, that's not what I was oh. going to say at all. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, the <laughs> Wizards. Okay. Yeah, I was joking. I wasn't going to go there because I knew it would oh. piss you off. I, yeah, I thought you were going to talk about LeBron's tweet, which we could have, but um, we'll leave that. We'll leave that be. But yeah, the Wizards are playing well. I mean, you're seven game win streak and yeah. approaching the nine seed now. So we're talking. Hey, but for real though, on a serious note, when you have a backcourt of Beal and Westbrook, I mean, it, it is it is something to watch because they're both really good players. So, but yeah, other than that. The Nets are now the one seed. They took it over from Philadelphia last time we talked. I know that Philadelphia was number one, and this does not surprise me one bit. You got the Nets. You got the the New York Knicks there at four. Um, yeah, how about that, on, that? Yeah, they're on a little eight game winning streak. I mean, it's it, it's interesting because I, I kind of listen to the people in New York, Brooklyn area. Uh, they're like, you know, everyone like nationally is talking about the Nets but everyone locally is talking about the Knicks right? because the Knicks are kind of the, you know, they're the storied uh, kind of backbone of that area. There's a ton of Knicks fans, you know, the Nets are, the Nets are talked about because they have the superstars and, and the KD and, you know, Kyrie Harden and they're, they're very dramatic. They're the most, I hate the Brooklyn Nets. I I think they're, I think (laughs) Well, that's a strong word. I think they're disgraceful. I think they're disgraceful to the, to the game. I think they're making a mockery of the fans who tried to, who, who first of all, watch the game. Second of all, legally bet on the game. Uh, I think they're, I think they're robbing. Uh, I think they're robbing the NBA of, of just, uh, you know, inner, not entertainment. Cause they're obviously entertaining, but you know, when you have players that are sitting for, 
at just random points in times, Kyrie Irving can can go take a vacation and find out any and come up with any uh, reason for it. Uh, Steve Nash has no answers as to why that ever happens, and and they could very well win the NBA title. And when they do, if they do, it'll be it'll be an embarrassment to the to the league. I think they'll be they'll be one of the more hated teams to ever win an NBA title if it happens. So I'm rooting vehemently against it. I don't well, know about you. I mean, I'm not rooting for them. I'll tell you that much. I mean, KD, KD and Kyrie in themselves, I've never been fans of. Just because of, you know, KD and he's a little bit sensitive. And <laughs> I'm just being honest. It is a little so, bit. So, and then Kyrie, ever since he left Cleveland, wanting to be the number one guy, just some of the stuff that guy says, I, I'm just not the biggest fan. And so yeah. it is what it is. But, you know, you bring up the Knicks. How about Julius Randle? Oh, my gosh. This guy. Remember when they signed him a couple off-seasons ago? Everyone was like, oh, the best player you could get was Julius Randle. Well, it turns yeah. out that was a good signing. That was very true, yeah. guy. Yeah, they, people were kind of making fun of that. They're like, know? oh, they couldn't even get KD or this, that, or the other person. And it's like, well, yeah. he leads your team in points, rebounds, and assists right now. So <laughs> he is yeah. on an absolute tear. I mean, he's just taking his game to another – another level um in terms of you know just ascending them and it's amazing really it's it's really a a great story with um you know with with the knicks but but it's really just a bunch of guys i mean it's rj barrett who's gonna be good uh he's he's not great yet but he's good but he's not great and then you got you got like derrick rose you know you've got you've got guys that are just kind of uh just kind of there and, and i mean tom thibodeau he, he's got to be the coach of the he's not the coach of the year because it's going to be monty williams uh for, for the suns but he's got to be up there you know he number two second, three third right for for coach of the year because it's just been it's been incredible what they've been able to been able to do um if, have you i know it's not everyone watches every nba team because it sometimes regular season nba is painful but when I did yeah. watch the Knicks play the Wizards and I was watching Julius Randle, this guy was hitting some of the most ridiculous step-back mid-range shots. And But, yeah, like you said, Thibodeau, he's been a great coach this year, and he is definitely in the running for the coach of the year. Yeah, they and, and to win eight games in a row and, and be, you know, in line for home court advantage uh, in the first round if they hold on. And I know Atlanta's right there and, and Boston, you know, four, five, six. Uh but if, but if they can do that, that'll be quite the accomplishment. It's an accomplishment to even be in the top six and, and make the playoffs. But uh, well, job done. Job well done to them. Oh, yeah. Uh, Very well and, done. And then, like I said, like I was talking about Monty Williams with the, with the Suns, I never understood why the Pelicans fired Monty Williams. Yeah, I, I don't thought know. that was the worst thing they ever could have done. I, I remember reacting to that when they did it. I'm thinking, like, why? Like, why did they do that? Like, I I didn't know what type of coach he was, but he didn't do anything deserving to get fired, you know? Yeah, so. and the Suns are really good. <clears throat> and you also can't undermine the uh, the effect of Chris Paul and the, right, you <laughs> the impact he has brought to this team. He, he's just a winner. I mean, you I know you, you're not the biggest fan of saying, oh, someone's a winner, but this guy literally, he, he everywhere he goes, they win. Well, I mean, he's more than a winner. He's, he's a great player. He know? really is. He makes his team better, and and that translates into winning. You know, you can you can say some guys are are winners and they're but they're not really 
you know, they're not great players. Um, like people said, Tim Tebow was, was a winner, which yet yeah, he was, but in college, in college. And, and he, you know, he won some games, he won a playoff game and in, in the NFL, but he also had a passing completion percentage of 50% in the NFL. So, but right. Chris Paul, I mean, he's, he's always been, he can score when he, when he needs to, he's always been a great passer. And, um, this is a guy that used to get criticized all the time for his leadership ability. But at yep. this point, how can you look at what he does? Right. How, how can you look at every team he goes to the winning percentage goes up every time? Well, he's, you know, he's the head of the the players association and he's been involved with that for, for a long time. So obviously he knows, you know, he has his run-ins, I think with teammates and uh, we know what, you know, him and Blake Griffin and that whole thing and with the Clippers and they just, you know, two opposite personalities I think that didn't get along very well but but for the most part he's um you know when you're when you're leading and sometimes that's that happens and but he's been great for them and just their their whole team all around I think I think Utah um will still hang on to that one seed but but I don't know Phoenix could challenge I mean they're a couple games back you had the Clippers right there uh that could challenge so well, you know you, i just remembered what i was going to say about the nets not to change the subject but when i'm looking at mm-hmm. the standings and the clippers at three everyone thought everyone and their mother seemed to think oh the clippers are going to win the nba title and it's not even close well guess what they didn't play together um yeah and you know you think like paul george and Kawhi kept sitting and load management and look what happened they didn't have chemistry and it mattered same thing with the nets they're not playing together and I think you could see that same thing play out with them this year if they if they don't start playing games together. They barely play together. And now and now Harden's hurt. Yeah. It wouldn't shock me. Um I think the other night before Harden got hurt, it was like they said it was the seventh or eighth game all year they had played, you know, all together you, at the you same can't, time. You can't do that. And then Lamarcus Aldridge, I mean, he's not he's not with them anymore. Yeah, he had to retire from from the game, which is unfortunate. Uh, so yeah, they have, I, I, it's hard to say they have issues, but it, it, it could, it could play down the road to where this becomes very problematic. And you look back and say, and point, point that, point that out as the reason as to why they didn't win the NBA title, because they just did not care when it comes Literally, down in the, in the regular season, you know, that's, that's basically what it, what it is. And, and people will laugh at it. Uh, and there'll be an embarrassment to the, even more so than they are already um to the league and it, there's so much pressure on them to win the title that that you know if they do they're gonna you know say to everyone hey you know i told you you know all this and that but if they don't it's uh they're gonna hear it a lot from from a lot of people so and you know, another thing we've been talking about a lot of teams that have had success what has happened to the toronto raptors this is yeah, embarrassing terrible this yeah, is embarrassing absolutely terrible yeah, I, I couldn't tell you because I haven't seen a lot of their a lot of their games this year. But they, yeah, they're, they're sitting at twelfth, and yeah, this is a team stink. that won the won the NBA title two years ago. Right. And so the the Pascal Siakam and Kyle Lowry isn't enough. Apparently, they, the Kawhi was obviously the biggest biggest. But factor. they were good last year. Yeah, they they were. I mean, they were they were close to beating the Celtics and uh, made the playoffs. So I'm not sure what's yeah. going on. But yeah, I uh, the Lakers going to the Western Conference. The Lakers, obviously, when when LeBron's back and and they're healthy, they are they're they're going to be the favorites for sure. I don't know if 
I don't think anyone will beat them over there in the West. I think teams, there's a lot of teams that could. Uh, you have, I, I still have to see, the Suns are kind of one of those teams. Let's see what they do in the playoffs because I don't know. I just don't, I, I can't know what they're going to, they're going to do because they have guys who haven't been there before. Um, but I, I'd imagine that the, that bubble experience did help them last year, kind of a playoff atmosphere. Uh, so that was good for them. The Nuggets are done with Murray as far as I'm concerned. I know they're still a very good team, but you can't lose a guy like that and uh, and still and, and expect to, to compete for an NBA title. Um, Dallas is Dallas is Dallas. I mean, they're, I don't know if they're, they, they can't seem to get over the hump of, of just being five or six, seven games over 500. They're, they're a good team. They, they, they don't seem like they're going to challenge for, for the top of the conference for a Western conference title. So, um, but then you have, you know, you have some intriguing teams at the bottom of the West with, with the Warriors and Curry just was on a massive streak for about 10 days there. That was just ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, where He was, he could not miss, he was firing from anywhere in the gym. So it was something else. Um, who's a, I mean, you have the Pelicans, they've been, they've been a bust. Yeah, they really have been. And the, the Kings kind of fell off. Yeah, they have. The so. Oklahoma City's on a 13 game losing streak. That's, <laughs> that's nice. That's terrible. Absolutely yeah. terrible. But yeah, so. Curry, he's been, he's been so good this year. What do you think about him saying that they ask him, uh, about the MVP, and he said, "I've I've got to be the MVP." Well, hey, what do you think about that? When on our episode where we talked about MVPs, he was my MVP pick before it was cool. So yeah. you you know what I'm saying? I think the guy should be. Uh, you know, I hate that you have to be one of the top seeded teams to be the MVP. I think this guy's carrying them with no Clay Thompson right now. So I, yeah. I mean, I I don't I don't see why not. Yeah, and that'll be. You know, we talk about that playing tournament, make make fun of it sometimes. But when you have, I mean, you could have like Dallas, uh, you know, Dallas, Memphis, Golden State, those type of teams in that tournament, which would that'd Portland. be nuts. Uh, yeah, in Portland, ha- yeah, having those type of teams in it um, <laughs> would would be kind of fun to watch. With. And even even in the East, Miami's in it right now. With that, that's yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. The Wizards wouldn't be fun to watch, but oh yeah, they, know, they are what they are. Oh, that'd be fun, all right? <laughs> They're gonna shock the world. Yeah, shock the world and then get the NBA Finals. <laughs> no, that ain't happening. <laughs> Let's be realistic there. That's hilarious. But all right, all right. anything yeah. else? No, I I think we can kind of dive into this draft next week and kind of react to what happens there, and um, you know, maybe we'll get together and and have a couple brewskis for the for the draft or something now we're talking yeah so and then we'll be watching the fight tonight too Usman I don't even know who's fighting right yeah I'm going for Usman that's because I've seen him fight before so that's my guy we'll see if I'll be able to even stay up long enough to watch it maybe we should bet on it maybe we should not not between you and I I mean like I'm I'm like right yeah like on DraftKings yeah That'll that'll keep me up. Yeah. If that happens. I actually I'm gonna do it. All so right. Doing it right now. All right. Well, if that's it, thank you for yep, listening to another it. episode of the Wide Left Podcast. You can catch us on Apple, Spotify, and Google. And until next time, we'll see you guys in the next one. Alrighty.